Possum Podcast. Toot, toot. How you doing tonight, Mr. Possum? Oh, I'm capital. You're capital? Yes, sir. Is that, are you saying that your money, like your currency, like your gold, or are you saying that your capital, like you're the central most important place in an area? I don't know. I don't know how, how these sayings work. I just know when I feel capital, I feel capital, you know, and this is one of those times. How you doing, buddy? Well, Mr. Possum, if I had to describe myself in a phrase right now, I'd say I'm feeling pretty uppercase. Oh, you just piggybacking off of my stuff. Why don't you get off my old pig's back? That's right. Tonight, we're high on the hog. And uh, I'm going to start this evening by reading a letter we got from a devoted listener. Oh, I love the mail sack. Dear Big Howl and Possum, my name is Frederick Lawson, but please don't read my name out on the air. Oh, oops. Well, you probably should have said that before you said your name, Fred, but uh, it's fine. We'll just we'll just roll through it. So uh, Fred continues, I am a boring person, or so I am told. I do my job, I spend time with my family, and I sleep at night, but I really can't think of anything else to say about myself. I was fiddling with some buttons in my car last week, and the radio came on, and it was your show, and you guys sounded so interesting. Thank you, Fred. That's very nice of you to say. He's sweet. Fred's sweet. Yeah, there's something about him. He's sweet. He gives a nice compliment. My question is, what can I do to make myself more interesting? Thanks for your time. Signed, Frederick Lawson. Please don't say my name on the air. Uh, He said said that again. But again, he said it after his name. So, Yeah. uh, Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Fred here, last name withheld, would like to know... How to make himself more interesting. Mr. Possum, you got any suggestions along those lines? Well, Fred, I think you just got to be into some cool stuff. Be into some cool stuff. That's your advice to, to Fred. Well, yeah. You got to do stuff that's cool. Now, are you suggesting that Fred uh, pursue some, maybe some kind of uh, general interests or, or even hobbies? Yeah, yeah, you know, like get into some model trains. You know, you can wear a tall floppy hat and be like, toot, toot. Yeah. And that's uh and that certainly would become something that people would say about you, that you wear a weird hat and uh make a noise like a train does. Yeah, now he's gonna have to change it to choo choo because we already say toot toot. But he'll figure it out. Yeah, we've trademarked toot toot, so don't turn that into your thing and please don't turn it into some kind of uh table train nerd thing. Right. So tonight on the show we're gonna be Talking about some hobbies and interests that we have. Not that you can steal them and do them the same, but they should inspire you to go do your own hobbies and interests. Yeah, Fred, uh, these are off the table for you. We don't want you showing up at our clubs. We don't want you honing in on our interests or trying to be more like us. Let's say these are offering you examples by exclusion, you know? Like, you can't follow these specific paths. You have to find your own. Right. Now, as a possum, I can say that being told what I can't do has been the the story of my life. And I just I still have a very rich, very interesting cultured life. Oh, okay. That's generous, but all right. Oh, yes. Toot toot. Tonight, we're talking about some of our real tight hobbies and interests. 
Big Al, what you been getting into lately? Possum, the first hobby slash interest I want to get into discussing tonight is a little, little something called woodcraft. Few things in this world bring me more joy than chopping down some worthless old tree and turning it into something beautiful like a decorative table for magazines. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love cutting up a wild ash or a white oak and building something a bird can live in. Oh, like a birdhouse? Exactly like a birdhouse, Mr. Possum. Can't the bird just live in the tree? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the bird could just live in the tree, Mr. Possum, but uh, I could also just live on the ground. You know, why build a house at all? Listen to yourself, Mr. Possum. That's a real good point. That's a real good point. I was going to point out how absurd it was to pull him out of his house and then build him a house. But yeah, absolutely. We got to cut down and raise all the stuff that's out there and reshape it into stuff that we like more. That's yeah. just life. And that's what woodcraft is all about. It's about shaping the natural world in a way that you think looks cooler. Yeah, it's like the world is your your modeling clay to step in and add water to and squeeze and squeeze and knead until it becomes something that looks pretty to you. Mr. Possum, I'm a little uncomfortable with that analogy because I think pottery is an inferior pastime to woodworking. Of course. Of course you'd think that. Now, what's what's all this talk about woodchucking? Somebody says to me the other day, they say, they says, hey, Mr. Possum, uh -huh. how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? And I'm like, what's chucking wood? Yeah. So as a woodworker, tell me, what's woodchucking? A woodchuck is a chuck that's hot to you. So, like, he's a, he's a chuck that you would, right? Oh. It's different than a wooden chuck, right? I see. So Chuck Norris, obviously, is a woodchuck. Um, yeah. And uh, Chuck Mangione, obviously, again, a woodchuck. Definitely a wood. What about, like, Charles Dickens? Like, I bet his friends called him Chucky D. You think Charles Dickens' friends called him that? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if that would make him a woodchuck or a wooden chuck, but it's weird that it's just now occurring to me for the first time in my life that Charles Dickens and Public Enemies Chuck D have the exact same name. Mr. Possum, why don't you tell us about a hobby or pastime that you enjoy? Well, lately I actually got me a part-time job as a hobby. Would you believe that? You got a part-time job as a hobby? Yeah, I got me one of them jobs. I was always curious about what them jobs was like. So I got me a part-time job as a trash man. I just got to hide my tail. Uh -huh. that's, that's all I got to do. I got to hide this old fleshy tail. It's going pretty good. I got buddies. Uh -huh. I got buddies that I work with, which is great. Great to have work buddies. They call me Teddy Rubbish. And, and why do they call you Teddy Rubbish? Do you wear a teddy to work? Nah, you remember that old uh, that old teddy bear with the, with the tape in his stomach, and he just kind of flapped his mouth, and it looked like he was talking? Teddy, uh, teddy Ruxpin. Teddy Ruxpin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, they call me Teddy Rubbish because I ate a tape once. So that's why they call me that, I guess. If you're working in the garbage removal industry and they want to call you a name that sounds like Teddy Ruxpin, but they went with Teddy Rubbish, why wouldn't they go with, like, Teddy Chucksbin? You know, like, because you're throwing bins. That's good. Or, like, Teddy Trashbin, you know. Teddy Trashbin is, is, is way better than Teddy Rubbish. It's kind of got some alliteration in there. Yeah. yeah. That's what's frustrating about nicknames. And that's why I hate work buddies. 
Big Hal, we actually have a shared interest here, don't we? Fishing. Oh, we sure do, Mr. Possum. We both love a day spent fishing. Mm-hmm. I love to be gone fishing. I really do. Yeah, there's nothing like it. I love to be gone. That's definitely the best part of it is the fact that nobody can reach you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's, uh, nobody's out there expecting anything from you. When people want to know where you are, you're just gone fishing. Exactly. It's the best. It's the best. Where is he? Oh, he gone. If you just say that, they're like, where is he? Right. You need something else. He's gone fishing. Oh, okay. Well, I know what he's doing. I know I can't reach him. I know even if I could, I really shouldn't bug him because he's out there catching fish. Yeah. Well, hopefully not catching fish, Mr. Puzzle. Oh, no way. That's my least favorite part of fishing, personally. It's catching fish. Yeah, me too. Well, personally, I, I've never got one. Thank the Lord, knock on wood, I haven't either, Mr. Possum, but I'm terrified to think of what I would have to do if a fish ever, uh, say, bit down on one of my hooks. I would hate that. Then the fish is in your life, Big Al. Then he's in the boat with you, and he's like, oh, help me. Then you got this big slippery animal just flailing about everywhere. You know, what am I supposed to do with it? <laughs> Hi, honey, I'm home. I brought you a big wild animal from the from the river. <laughs> Oh, she'd laugh you out of the house. Ridiculous. She'd laugh you out of the house. Yeah. What are you doing bringing prop comedy in this house? We don't do that here. What are you, some feral cat dropping a uh, slimy wild animal into my lap? Ooh, but you know it sounds real good right now, Big Al. Oh, what, Mr. Possum? A nice cardboard box full of fried fish from Long John Silver's. Mmm. I love a nice fried fish. You know what would be great, Mr. Possum? What? If you could go out. In the wild. Mm. Put your boat down in the stream and sit out there for five, six, seven, eight hours of beautiful sunny daylight, just relaxing in the boat with your rod cast and your hook floating in the water there. And then at the end of all that, you step back out on the land and somebody drives up with a box of Long John Silver's fried fish in there for you. You know, it's even better. Why don't we just fill up the stream with hot Earl? Let's skip the middleman. All right, so you're suggesting almost like a um, Willy Wonka-style fried fish factory, say called Long John Silver's, that has a fried fish river of hot oil. Yes. I would love to be that Willy Wonka. Man, I really got a feel for the Augustus Gloop of that scenario who falls into that boiling hot river of oil. What do you get when you guzzle down fish? Eat it ain't much. It's an elephant dish. I mean, I don't write these Oompa Loompa songs. How about this, Mr. Possum? The the Oompa Loompas should have little sailor outfits on. Oh, don't you love that? Big Hal, why don't you tell me some more about some of your hobbies and interests? They're so interesting. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Possum. Uh, Very nice of you to uh, read that. I mean, say that. Now, the next hobby that I'm going to discuss that makes me such an interesting guy is skeet surfing, Mr. Possum. Skeet surfing, you say? Mm Mm-hmm. The combination of skeet shooting and surfing, as depicted in the 1980s international spy thriller Top Secret. 
starring Val Kilmer. Oh. America's pastime skeet surfing peaked in the 1960s in the beach era, but there's still a strong community of wave gunners like myself cresting over the white caps and blasting the clays out of the traps. It's frowned upon in some beachside communities to uh, skeet shoot while surfing uh, because you have to fire a shotgun toward the beach while uh, you're on a slippery surface of a board. But the first thing you learn in skeet surfing is not to put that finger on the trigger until you're steady and comfortable. Oh, yeah, well, safety first. Yeah, I'd say safety is the number one concern of those of us who drive down to the Gulf Shores and fire guns into the air while we surf. I'm glad to hear it. It kind of seems like the salt water would wear on the gun, though, Big Al. Yeah, it does after a while if you use a standard shotgun, but longtime skeet surfers like myself use something a little more like this. Whoa! That's amazing, right? Who boy? The barrel is made of narwhal horn, and it's scrimshawed with drawings depicting some of my best skeet surfing accomplishments. Ooh, Big Al, that looks like a musket. Yeah, I find it's easier uh, to keep the powder dry if you keep it in a little sack and load it separate. So you got to load a dang musket up there while you're on a surfboard? Oh, yep. That seems like an awful lot to do during one wave. Well, that's why I surf with an assistant, Mr. Possum. Oh, an assistant. Yeah, I'm strapped to the back of a guy who handles all the board business, and I do the shooting. Oh, so always? Y'all don't never swap or nothing? Oh, no. No, we don't swap places. He's terrible with the gun, and I can't surf to save my life, Mr. Possum. You ever tried standing up on one of those things? Oh, it's impossible. Yeah, ridiculous. Nobody can do it. Nobody. Mr. Possum, what's another pastime of yours that you'd like to discuss? Well, Big Al, I got me a bicycle recently. And I've been riding that bicycle. You've been doing some cycling. That's a very pleasant hobby, I find. I mean, it's pleasant. You know, it's in terms of stuff to look at. But boy, oh boy, is it hard work. This thing is a beast to pedal. I mean, I am pushing as hard as I can, buddy. Oh, you probably got one of them fixies. You got one that doesn't have any gears on it. No, it's got gears. It, it's just that it's real long. Uh-huh. And it's got like a whole extra seat and handlebars on the back of it. Oh. Which I don't know what that's for, but okay. it's really hard to work. So you've got a tandem bicycle. You purchased a tandem bicycle and you're riding it around by yourself. Tandem bicycling. Okay. Is that the stuff that Sting and his wife does? Uh, No, a tandem bicycle is a bicycle for two people with two seats, two handlebars, two sets of pedals. And that way, uh, and that way, you're trapped with the other person, and you can't bike away. Oh, so that second seat—that's for another people. Yeah, it's a little bit like having a shared Facebook account with your wife or husband, because you don't really trust them. You feel like they're gonna bike away from you. I see. I see. Well, I guess I gotta find somebody to get on this bike. Hey, Big Al. Yes. You want to get on the bike with me? Oh, absolutely not. Never, never in a hundred years. Why? Come on, why? Because it presents me with a real paradox, Mr. Possum. See, uh, due to the nature of our relationship, I would have to be in the front seat. But I don't want you behind me. Oh.
The next hobby I'm going to talk about, which I'd say is probably my main hobby these days, is quitting television. Uh, quitting television? Yeah, I got to get off the old boob tube, Mr. Possum. It takes up all my time. There's nothing good on there, and there's way too much of it. Plus all the commercials and product placement, I feel like it's ruining my brain. So I've devoted myself to quitting the dang thing entirely. And I spend roughly six hours a day, I'd say, concentrating on quitting TV. What's your strategy? Well, at the moment, I just try to focus on telling myself to turn it off. The news will come on, or the Charmin Bears will show up, and I start ranting and raving about how awful this whole thing is. Why do I even gotta own one of these things, I say to myself. Then I change the channel, and it'll be something even worse. Some procedural show where they talk all clever all the time, and you're like, there's a dead body on the ground. How are you so good at snappy quips and stuff? Are you some kind of soulless monster? Anyway, I'm yelling and hollering, and, you know, the wife is getting stressed out in the other room. Have you ever seen that CSI Miami where there's this dead guy on the ground, and he's just covered in bananas? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the Caruso walks up, and he's like, this is bananas. (laughs) Yep. One of the all-time moments on that show. Let me get this straight. So, you're watching TV to try to kick it? Yeah, I can't think of a better way to keep myself apprised and reminded of how awful it is. Mr. Possum, what's your next hobby you'd like to discuss? Well, one of the hobbies I have that makes me very interesting is that I'm into archery. Oh, really? I'm into the bow and the arrow. Wow. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started when I bought this pointy hat. It had a little feather in it. Uh-huh. And then and then I decided, you know, what would go good with this as a bow and arrow. I tell you what, I've gotten pretty good at this big hob. I've become something of a Robin Hood. You're, you're a Robin Hood, you say? Yes. Does that mean you're living out in the woods with a band of merry men? No, I ain't living in the woods. Okay. I don't know no merry men. Okay, well then, are you robbing from the rich and giving to the poor? Like he so famously did. No, I ain't robbing nobody. So you're more like a not Robin Hood. Right. Yeah. Toot toot. Toot toot. Toot toot. Yeah, no, I've just been shooting apples off of people's heads with this thing. Uh-huh. If I see somebody with an apple on top of their head, I go ahead and let loose an arrow from my quiver. And I okay. take care of it for them. Knock that apple right off. Okay, and you come across people all the time who have apples on their heads. Oh, yeah, all the time. And you know what? They thank me when I do it. They love me for it. A lot of times they didn't even realize that apple was up there in the first place. Really? How'd that get there, they say. How'd that get there? It's like when you see your buddy's got spinach in his teeth. You do him a favor. You say, hey. Stop smiling and talking for a moment. You have junk in your teeth. Get that out. Uh-huh. Now, Mr. Possum, what would you guess is the economic class of the kinds of people who are walking around with apples on their heads that they don't know about? Well, they all got a lot of rings on their fingers, and they're all shiny, and they smell good, so I guess they're rich. Yeah. Like, I take stock of how many apples I have. I keep track of it because... I don't want to run out of apples, right? Right, because then you'll die. But a rich guy doesn't have to worry about how many apples he has, so it, it's very likely that he could just forget about one, and it could be resting on his head as he takes a stroll in the forest. Right, and I'm there to help. Right, so you're essentially offering a free service 
to rich to rich people only. I guess so, yeah. What's so bad about that? Well, I would argue it clashes a little bit with the mission statement of Robin Hood. Oh. talking about hobbies tonight. Big Hal, what's your last little interest you want to share with us? The last pastime I'm going to share that makes me interesting is hot air balloon wrestling. Ooh. This is a noble gentleman's pursuit of a bygone era. See, Possum, when I was growing up, if you couldn't get your toughest pal in a sleeper hold under the hot bag, you were considered a loser. Grown men would go on day trips up to the sky with their boss and put up enough of a fight to impress the old man without winning. But nowadays, unfortunately, the sport of hot air balloon wrestling has been taken over by the safety patrol, and many of the most powerful holds and moves have been banned, and all the kids have to wear all this cumbersome protective gear that frankly takes the magic out of wrestling up in the clouds. Plus, you get a trophy just for showing up and riding in the balloon. It's a dang shame, Mr. Possum. Now, Big Al, is a is a wrestling basket different than a standard hot air balloon basket? Great question, Mr. Possum, and uh, I'm glad you asked. A wrestling basket has ropes instead of walls, you know, so you can climb up on the ropes and do rope tricks and all that kind of stuff. Nowadays, the floor of the basket has to be made of like a padded, cushiony uh, wrestling mat material. But uh, in the old days, in the good old days, it was a hardwood floor like a basketball court. Well, didn't that hurt more when you fell down? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it hurt. It hurt something fierce. But nothing gets that heart pumping, like being slammed into a hardwood floor at uh, 1,000 feet with that crisp air hitting you. Oh, man. It was just a better time. Anyway, here's a song I wrote about that called Hot Air Balloon. Do you want to fight me in my hot air balloon? We should fight, 
clouds roll by We can float out to the sunset We can kiss the waking moon As we know holds but rumble In my big hot air balloon Do you wanna fight me in my hot air balloon? to discuss and it is Mr. Possums. Yep, my last hobby I'm gonna talk about is whittling. whittling. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. These fingers have been busy whittling. Big how I've made so many new things. Oh yeah? What kind of things have you made? I made a flute. I made a pencil. Uh-huh. Heck, I even made a little bowl to put your car keys in. Uh, Mr. Possum, you don't have a car, so I don't know why you need a bowl to put your car keys well, in. Well, yeah, but for me, I just put my teeth that fall out in there. Oh, that's smart. But it's, but it's a car key bowl by design. Uh-huh. I love to whittle. I love to create things out of wood. But the thing I'm most proud of that I made is a wooden boy, Big Al. Um, uh, excuse me, a wooden boy, you said? Yes, I made a little puppet boy, a marionette. I only got one problem. He lies to me all the time. Oh, so he's just like Pinocchio. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Well, does his nose grow when he when he lies like Pinocchio's does? No, it don't. And that's what's so irritating. I wish it did. 
to tell it true. I wish it did. That way I'd know when this little wooden jerk was lying to me. I caught him red-handed stealing coupons out of my wallet the other day. Right out of my billfold. So I says, hey, Ranch, what are you doing to my billfold? Okay, and hold he on. Says, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Wh- what did you say his name was? Ranch. Ranch. My boy's name's Ranch. Yeah. Is he named after the dip or is he named after the chip? Oh, he's named after the dip. If, I, if okay. I get the gumption to make a second puppet boy, I'm going to name him Cool Ranch. And he's going to have sunglasses on, and then he'll be named after the chip. You know what'll be funny about uh, naming one of your puppets Cool Ranch is when he goes to the store to buy some chips, and he sees one called Cooler Ranch, he's going to find out that he's not as cool as a bag of chips. Yes. And then you can say, you ain't all that and a bag of chips. Yes, and that's when I drive away and leave him to fend for himself, and he will be a strong wooden puppet boy by the time I come to collect him ten years later. Toot toot, everybody. Toot toot. The Big Howl and Possum Podcast. Toot toot.